You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. JC has closed its doors for another day, so it's time for the five o'clock shadow. And as always on a Wednesday, I speak to Skulk Lowe, who's a portfolio manager at PSG Wealth Old Oak Division in Cape Town. I've got a bit of a smile on my face, Skulk, and I have to ask you a question, which is non-market related before we get into the markets, notably the US Federal Reserve. Would you prefer to have a, a person who's a clever liar as a friend or a stupid liar as a friend? Just out of interest. Well, naturally, I would prefer my friends not lying to me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> then, oh, well, then go for the stupid liar because yes, I okay. hate people lying to me. So I'll, I'll get the friend who's not going to be a friend afterwards. It was a stupid liar. Actually, I'm just watching Boris Johnson getting grilled <laughs> by a parliamentary committee at the moment. And he's obviously a clever liar because he comes up with some good stuff. And you think, oh, wait a second, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he is telling the truth. And you, you look, sit back and say, <laughs> don't be silly. <laughs> but he's a clever liar. But if liar. looks can be deceiving. Uh, if the, looks the, can be deceiving. The stupid liar, of course, is Trump. So, yeah, he's... I think it's it's incredibly funny that these people have actually been in charge of countries. It's great. Let's talk about a country now. It's the United States of America and the U.S. Federal Reserve tonight are going to raise by a quarter of a percent. But it's a very, wow. very difficult um, situation that Jerome Powell and the committee has. Ah, as you can see, markets, markets are sort of n- not knowing which direction they want to go. I mean, currently you're looking at the S&P 500 square for the NASDAQ, square yeah. for today. Dow Jones, square for today. Um, and, and we had this discussion this morning in the morning meeting, and I, I was, I was you know, talking, you know, where is this going to go? So, so you know, for the listeners that haven't been following this, so, you know, they going to have the, the interest rate announcements tonight. Yes. And yes, there's a divide. There's a divide within the FSE, you know, the members. Um, you know, some of the members feel that there should, should be no interest rate cut anymore. And some of them feel that there, there should be a quarter. So the consensus, it's we're going to see a quarter of a of a percentage hike. And remember, you know, this is this is significant because only two weeks ago, you know, they were hinting, and Paul even hinted that uh, don't be surprised if we if we hike rates by you know by a half a percent, um, because we know that they don't have inflation under control. But then this many let's call it regional banking crisis developed. Credit Suisse, you know, followed suit, and and it, it, suddenly everybody's up in arms. They're worried. They're worried about. You know, are we going to see um, the, the the US run into a recession? Are we going to see a, a you know banking crisis similar to what we've seen in two thousand seven, two thousand eight? Because there was always also this, you know, they 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 we had the Lehman story, and and uh, you know, I, I still recall the CEO said we've got no problems, no 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 problems. Who, who actually back then? I think it was J P Morgan. J P Morgan still still um, you know increased the holding of board, um, and and then. Everybody was, was saying, well, that's it, done, problem solved. And then I think a few weeks later, you know, all hell broke loose. Similar yeah. story. It's very interesting that the bailouts come. I mean, these, these banks have obviously you know, done silly things. They've gone into um, ill-advised uh, bond investments in order to shore up their balance sheet. And it's, it's, it's not their fault that interest rates rise, but it is their fault that they didn't hedge at least 30 40% of their exposure to U.S. interest rates. So SVB, horrible situation. What's the other one? Um, is it Silvergate? There were two that went under as well. I can't remember the names yeah, of them. 
Now, anyway, mm. then there's uh, First Republic. They were given 30 yes, billion and their, mm. and their share price still plunged. I mean, it's it, extraordinary. And their bond exposure as well. Their own bonds were downgraded to junk. But Credit Suisse mm. is very interesting. I mean, it's been years and years and years in the making. But suddenly, along comes UBS and the clever CEO and his team just says, wait a second, let's go to the Swiss National Bank now and we'll get this thing for a knockdown price. This is a bank boot sale we've got here. This is unbelievable. We can buy this thing for so little. And they did. And they've rescued it with the help of the Swiss National Bank. So bail out, bail out, bail out again. Just like every time a company that should know better gets into trouble, someone helps them. And I don't know if that's good or bad. I mean, in principle, it's bad. But in practice, it's good. Yeah, so it's, it makes me think of that saying: how, how to make a small fortune is a uh, you 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 take a large one and you put it into a Swiss bank. Um, yeah. yeah, it's I, I don't know, Lindsay. I've I've, I've got this eerie feeling. Um, uh, this there's you, more you, to come. Not seeing, yeah, there's more to come. Me I mean, too. you just mentioned a few few US uh, banks that 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 uh, and this is you know. Partly, yeah, we know the high interest rate. We know that's 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 a definite fact. You, yeah, also you mentioned a few, uh, you know, wrongful decisions that the company made. You know, bonds how they floated, but also if you could dry up liquidity. I mean, that's that's what happened. I mean, the Fed just dried up liquidity, and and every time the Fed dried up liquidity for the past fifteen years, two start with this whole tightening process to reduce their balance sheet. We've seen this happen over and over and over again. These banks are used to the, to the amount of liquidity and you're not going to be reducing this and, and not see the after effect which, we, which we're currently seeing. And, and to that point, I mean, just go and, and, and pull a graph. All the listeners out there, it's very easy. You just go put FED uh, balance sheet and I usually just add FRED, F-R-E-D. Nice. And uh, here's the top one. It'll show you the graph and it shows you the graph how the the the, the Fed has reduced their balance sheet over the past let's call it twelve months. But you can see with this one failed swoop, just trying to bail out some of these regional banks, suddenly they've taken this balance sheet back to what was it September, September last year's um, uh, balance sheet size, um, which basically means that the past six months of reducing their balance sheet or tightening is worth nothing because they're back to, not square one, but they're back to where they were. Yeah, but you know, it, so what you're saying, is, in a sense, in a small way, we've gone from quantitative easing, which was necessary, and it did mm. rescue you know, the financial services industry in, in particular. And a lot of people made a lot of money out of uh, zero interest rates. Then we went to quantitative tightening, QT, and now we're going back a little bit to quantitative easing again. It disturbs me. I don't know why the markets aren't a little bit up in arms about this. Well, we know they were up in arms, um, you know, for for a short period of time. But now, now the, the 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 bad news is good news again because, effectively, what 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 the traders are saying, and you know, as an investor, I'd share your 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 worry about this market. In actual fact, I'm not just worried. I'm I'm really scared about. The way this is going to go, but you know the traders out there saying, "Well, okay, so, so what's going to happen now?" That the, the Fed, you know, clearly is now flinched. And remember, we've we've had this conversation so many times that the Fed's going to flinch, the Fed's going to flinch, and everybody's keep on saying, "No, they won't flinch." Well, they just flinched. Uh, well, we'll hear in a few hours' time. But if they don't raise interest rate by, I would say half a percent, they've already flinched because Paul. 
already said two, two, three weeks ago that they're looking at half a percent. So, okay, so now we're going to see a quarter of a percent. And that might be it. If you look at the, the Fed futures, they say, well, that's it. We could start seeing the first uh, reduction or, or, or interest rate decline as soon as July this year. Now, that's with while we're looking at inflation standing at this country. I mean, South African inflation is 7%. This is the first um, you know, uh, increase in inflation again. Uh, it is since October last year. It's not under control. It's not under control. We've seen it in Eurozone. We've seen it in Canada. We've seen it clearly in the U.S. Inflation is not under control. Now they're going to start taking the foot off the accelerator and try and stop inflation. I just want to quickly put it out there. I don't think that interest rates, they can take interest rates to 20% now. They're not going to be able to get the, the effect they want on, on, on inflation because this Inflation problem was created, you know, I would say mostly by the U.S. Uh, exactly what you just said. They actually had quantitative easing, a.k.a. printed money like it's you know, $9 trillion, over $9 trillion they increased the, 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 the balance sheet. You're not going to increase your balance sheet by that size, create that amount of liquidity, and, and not sit with the inflation problem. So. Yeah, yeah you're anyway, quite right. I, it I just think... took off. I mean, look at the UK. UK highest highest interest rates, I think, since 2008. Anyway, oh. they're at 4%. They've been going up steadily. Inflation comes out today 10.4%. Food inflation at 18%, highest uh, in mm. 45 years. It's a blunt Crazy. instrument. The interest rate story is, you know, conventional and everything, but it's a blunt instrument. And I agree with you entirely. There's some problems for Jerome Powell and other central bankers around the world. So but what are we seeing? Yeah. What are we seeing? What are we seeing? We're seeing that that they're not going to have a choice. They they can't, you know, they can't have more banks fall over. This has been regional banks. The big banks is sort of, I would say, currently in a in a safe safe environment for now. Um, but but for now, this is mainly focused on on the regional bank. But they can't afford this to escalate. They can't afford this to escalate any further because that that effectively mean that they will need to. To, to do more easing, which just makes the problem way, way bigger. And and so what are they going to do? What what the market is telling us is they're not going to, you know, only see a quarter of a percent. That's that's if five of the members are correct. If two is right, right then that they might see no interest rate hike now. But we're going to see a little hike now and then start reducing to get get everything running again. Now, that naturally is good for equities, and that's what we're seeing. That's what you just mentioned. You, why, is, why is the market not reacting um, you know, a, a lot worse? Because what you're just telling us, this is bad news. Well, the traders are saying it's going to be good before it's bad. <laughs> if interest rates start reducing, this is going to be good for equities. And, and that's what they're buying into. Yeah. All I know is there'll be a lot of volatility. Okay, let's look at the JSC now because I know we've got to run off to another – uh, media appointment. I saw shares today, Astoria Investments, Metair, Grindrod, you know, Outsurance, Bytes, uh, CPI coming out at 7% year on year. So a few things going on. Outsurance is one I'd like to talk about because you know, it's a financial services company. It's been very, very well received by the market because it's recently listed. What do you make of Outsurance? I can I can say this is one I can be totally impartial about because I, I'm not a shareholder, so right. that, I'm just going to throw that out. But man, this was a solid first set of results. Always been a company that I loved. I mean, it's it's a true South African story. Um, it is uh, you know looking 
Yes, they mentioned how they were affected by by um, the power cuts. They they mentioned how they were affected by the increased vehicle thefts. I mean, this is all you know South African problems. But man, did they manage this? You know, very very well. I mean, when I look at the results, and 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 to all the listeners out there, don't be too focused on your normal headlines, earnings per share. You know, up. 78 percent and this is up because there's been a few extraordinary items in there this is their first real set of of results um remember they did sell their the the 30 percent stake in in the uk insurer hastings and they also uh, unbundled their interest in discovery in momentum um so so they you know apples with apples is a little bit difficult to to to, to really look at excluding these these items but even excluding them, I thought the results looked pretty solid. Uh, and definitely a company that stays on my, my radar and, and, and one I, I might even consider, you know, nibbling into going forward. This I think it was well really run. I mean, it was, it was a great concept. It was nurtured by a bigger company. Now it's been spun off and listing out. Yeah, and it's all around been a very, very well run and um, conceptualized company. Okay, let's have a look at some markets now, even though everything is going to go dead until around about, um, yeah, about three hours time. Dollar Rand oh. is 18.35, British Pound against the Rand 22.45, the Euro Rand is 19.77. The Euro Dollar, 107.90, that's uh, more or less flat. Gold price, uh, 19.51, that's up $13 from yesterday when we were closed, that's pretty good for you. Uh, platinum up 14 to 993 dollars an ounce and palladium up 47 dollars an ounce to 1451 oil price that is 7608 now up over a percent was down this morning now up over a percent crude oil in the states west texas 70 dollars 23 and that was below 70 uh, for a couple of days um Natural gas price is getting whacked down nearly 5%. And other commodity prices, wheat down 2.5% with the new deal to get more wheat out of Ukraine via Turkey. Uh, copper up 1.3% and, yeah, what else? Coal down one and a quarter. US 10-year bond yield, it will not be here later on this evening. It's currently 3.59%. The South African 10-year will be because it's closed, but it's, uh, let's call it 10%, shall we? Uh, what else have we got? S&P 500 futures, as you said, flat. So are Dow Jones futures, so are NASDAQ futures. Bitcoin had a hell of a time recently, way above 28,000, 28,331, up another one and a half percent. And um, maybe you could tell us about your movers on the JSE before you go, Skalk, the big movers. Well, you, you you mentioned you mentioned the the, the insurance. I mean, that was up. It's not a big move, but I, I remember they they guided well. So this this movement today is sort of a cherry on on, on top of the cake because they already had the great movement a few weeks ago when they brought out the the trading statement. Um, we we also saw master drilling. I mean, master drilling. I mean, this is a little company that's just constantly yes. been in the in the news i don't have it don't own it and don't really follow it but i mean they brought out a trading statement you know mentioning that they they um uh, hips are going to be up anything between 20.3 percent and 30.3 percent so this is this is a nice little mover shows you that there's still some uh some some serious drilling in the, in the mining industry so yeah that's really been doing well and uh share price reacted 3.4 percent up for today so yeah definitely definitely something that 
that that uh, very good. Yeah, one of those little unsung heroes, which are obviously linked very much to the mining industry, as you say. Maybe that's a good sign. Maybe that's telling us that there are people now starting to explore in South Africa, because at the moment South Africa is, I think, bottom of the list of the big resources of countries when it comes to new exploration. I saw that somewhere. Anyway, Alphamin on the upside on my screen up eight and a quarter percent. Supergroup up six point two percent. Bytes after its trading update. Uh, 4.7% higher. Sappy, for some reason, up uh, just over 4%. And so is Absa Group, just over 4% yeah. higher. That's a big move from a big company. What is that all about, briefly? Well, we did see some moves in, in, in the banking sector, though, because we had the first round also up you know, over 2% for today, and, and Standard Bank up 1.6%. 1, 1. But wow, APSA, 4.1%. I mean, that's a that's a you know quite a big move, and literally just not making your 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 list. I think that might be in sixth position. MTN. I mean, clearly loving this uh, mm. this world world price kicker today. I mean, uh, you know, MTN also up here four 4.03%. So, yeah, I think a great day for APSA. I mean, this is a mm. this is a very nice movie movie there. On the downside, the ones that um, we sometimes speak about, Mass, the um, property company, down 2.6%. Capitec going in the opposite direction to the big banks, down 2.5%. And RCL down 2% as well. What about the closing indices, please, Skulk? So let's look at the indices. Um, the JSE All Share closed today at 75,243 points. That is up 1.31%. When we look at the resources, resources with literally just in the green 0.18% up while industrials up 1.9%. Financials also had a great day, 1.4%. And uh, when we look at the, the SA property index, SA property index, that was down um, 0.62% and value traded. Not the you know, biggest day on the on the JSC today, 18.4 billion value traded on the market. So, yeah. you know, fairly, fairly, fairly on that side. Predictable ahead of the Fed, of course. Skulk, thank you very much for your analysis. As always, Skulk Lowe is a portfolio manager at PSG Wealth Old Oak Division in Cape Town. And he'll be back with me next week for the five o'clock shadow. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position or opinion of any other agency, organisation, employer or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.